Hi there and welcome to Inside Rugby League, the podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. My name's Richard Byram and joining me again on the line this week is my colleague Peter Smith. Peter is the Yorkshire Evening Post Chief Rugby League Writer and he also does match reports and other news for our sister paper, the Yorkshire Post. It's been another busy week of Rugby League, Peter. Uh, back last weekend, my team Wakey finally got off the mark against Toulouse, which was good for me and good for Wakey. Yeah, well done to um, to Wakey and to Willie Poaching. I'm sure everybody at the club will feel a lot better now they've got that first win under their belt. Um, it was a, a dour game. I was at the match. It was uh, poor conditions and... There wasn't a lot of expansive rugby, but Wakefield thoroughly deserved the victory. Um, they've, they've played quite a um, conservative style. In the first half, made too many mistakes, really, but the second half, well, the ball control was very good in difficult conditions, and they were too good for um, for Toulouse. I thought Toulouse were, were quite poor, really, um, and it's hard to see where they're going to get any if victories from um, this season I think they already look to me like a team that are heading for uh, relegation but Wakefield now they're off the mark can hopefully string a few more results together and uh, push up the table it's it's a shame for them they've got such a tough game this week away to Warrington on Channel 4 on Saturday afternoon 12.30 um, but they're probably not going to be expected to win that one so maybe it's a little bit of a free hit they can go there and, uh, and give it a good go and of course, the intriguing thing about that is, as I expect we'll talk about in a few minutes, um, they're returning there in the Challenge Cup just eight days later, uh, having drawn Warrington away in that competition. So um, it'll be interesting to see how, how they go this weekend. But considering that they've got quite a few players still missing, um, they were without Jacob Miller, for example, last week. Um, and... Of course, um, Max Jowett, the fullback. They've got um, Morgan Escaray in on loan from um, from Salford. Um, I thought it, it, they've not been far off Wakefield this season. Um, they're certainly not the worst team in the competition, not by a long way. And despite their run of um, four defeats from five matches, and I think the win will just give them a bit more confidence and um, hopefully a launch pad to kick on up the table. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, I was chatting to a friend of mine over the weekend who's a, a big Wakefield fan and we were saying that obviously that was a game they needed to win and in the position Wakefield are in, they're the teams that they need to beat, obviously. It goes without saying the ones in and around them and I'm sure they're more than capable of doing that. But, you know, in most of the games that Wakefield have played, they, they have been in them, haven't they, all the way through? I know they scored some light points against Leeds, but at least they were still trying... Um, they had a respectable result against St Helens when you look at what St Helens have done to some other teams this season. And, uh, excuse me, the, the Catalan game was a tight one too, wasn't it? So I don't think it was all despair and doom and gloom, but certainly, as we've said several times, the longer a losing run goes on, the more people start to think, where's the next win coming from? And certainly it would have set the alarm bells ringing had they lost it to lose, but... Uh, in effect, almost a far point of that already, uh, even this early in the season. But, but they did the job. I know we spoke after the game, and he said, you know, and I know living in Wakey, the, the weather conditions were were dreadful on Friday night, 
Um, but but they did enough. They, they, they scored the three tries and, uh, you know, that's all you could ask for really, I suppose, under the circumstances. And maybe now they can kick on. As you say, I'm not overconfident for Warrington this week. But then again, again, we've said many times on here, Wakey do always give one of the so-called bigger teams a bloody nose, don't they, at certain stages in the season. And it'd be, it'd be a nice turn up for the books if they won on Channel 4 on Saturday against uh, one of the fancied side. That would be probably not in the script for Channel 4 or Warrington, but it, it'd be nice to see. And I believe the way key, uh, Chief Michael Carter is helping with the cost, is he, with the travelling fans to that game as well, you know, to try and create a bit more of an atmosphere and get a few more Wakefield fans over there, given... It's on a Saturday lunch, which uh, is to be commended for too. You know, you need to promote the sport in a positive light and uh, show the wider audience, you know, what a good atmosphere looks like and a good game. So fair play to Michael for that. And uh, as you say, if they don't get a win next week, then I'm, I'm sure that as the season goes on, Wakefield will be all right. Um, but a, a great relief from my point of view, obviously, to get the first win. Yeah, the, the table from from our point of view, having said that, doesn't look um, <laughs> doesn't look great, does it? it? We've got Toulouse so at bottom, and then it's Castleford second bottom, Leeds third bottom, Wakefield fourth bottom. Yeah. So um, all of whom have, have just got one win on the board. So it's not um, it's not been a great start for teams in our patch. Um, Castleford against Tuddersfield last week. Cast Played well for 20 minutes, so we're 18-0 down at half-time, having been completely outplayed in the first half. Um, really turned it on for a 20-minute spell and, and got 24-18 ahead and then um, and then conceded three late-converted tries to, to lose 36-24. Um, I think they showed up at times in that game, as I say, in that spell in the, the third quarter, what they're capable of. Um, they they ripped Huddersfield apart, particularly down the left side of the field. Um, they were very good in that spell, um, but poor in the first half. And unfortunate over the final quarter when um, Ricky Latelli scored a hat-trick to, to win it for Huddersfield. Um, Tigers had had George Lawler simbined, um, and he's not been charged by the RFL's match review panel um, so they'll obviously feel aggrieved with that and maybe think that if they manage to, to keep 13 players on the field in that final spell they'd have held on to win the game but um, still relatively early days for Tigers under Lee Radford um, they beat Hull the other week um, and played well for the full 80 minutes that day I think the key for them is just to play well, better for longer to to simplify it. Um, against all, they they proved that they can put an eighty minute performance together, and they just need to do that on a more regular basis. They play um, Wigan away on Thursday, which is obviously a tough ask, but I think it's a game Cass are actually capable of winning if they um, if they perform to their best. They'll get a couple of players back. This week, um, George Griffin's back. Bretta Farimo is back after his two-match ban. But losing Jordan Turner, who's a very versatile player and has been an excellent signing for Castleford, that's a bit of a blow. Um, Wigan have only lost once this season, but that was last weekend against Catalans when they were nilled in Perpignan. 
Um, they were pretty poor the week before against Toulouse in France. Um, so maybe they might be looking a little bit vulnerable at the moment. It's a game I think Castle go into with a certain amount of confidence, um, but they're still missing key players, struggling in the halves like so many teams are, with Danny Richardson out with his um, fracture in his neck. And um, Nile Levels has been badly missed at fullback as well. That means that uh, Gareth O'Brien's having to play there and Paul McShane's been shifted from hooker to the halves, which isn't ideal. Um, so it's a, it's a tall order for um, Cass this week, but I think they'll think if they can get a win, it'll certainly send them in good heart into the uh, Cup tight leads the following week. Yeah, I've seen quite a bit of social media criticism of Lee Radford in the last couple of weeks, and I know some of it's nonsense and some of it's probably valid, but, um, you know... As you say, when you list the players there who are missing at the moment, I think Cass are probably doing as, as well as they can ex- be expected. I know it's not ideal, as you just said earlier about the table. I, I was joking with someone and saying that Wakefield of West Yorkshire is number one at the moment, but there's not <laughs> not much for any of us to cheer, really. But I yeah, think, you know, no, <laughs> well, I, I, I did see the highlights of that game. And as you say, it was, it was very topsy-turvy at one time. <laughs> Huddersfield looked like they were going to... You maybe put 50 on Cass and then they came roaring back and then, as you say, I think the sin binnings and just the general pace of the game, probably the fact that Cass did have players in positions that they don't usually play in and so on, probably took its toll towards the end. But that said, I think Huddersfield are a very good side this season. They certainly look it in these early stages, don't they? And I think they could be one of the competition dark horses. They they certainly look capable of, of... beating anyone on the day. I know they've, I think they've had one defeat so far, but uh, overall, I think you know Ian Watson's obviously got the players in he wants, and uh, they certainly kicked on from last season. There's no doubt about that. As you say, Thursday night a tall order, but Cast Lightwakey always capable of of going to one of the so-called uh, leading lights and, and getting a result. And why not on Thursday? They'll be smarting after that defeat and wanting to. To get a win, and uh, as you say, Wigan. Uh, in terms of the result against Catalan, I found it a, a bit of a surprise. But then, as you say, the week before they weren't too good, and uh, you know, maybe they're just people are finding them out a little bit now after after a good start to the season. Mm. And, and uh, do you really want to talk about Leeds? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't really want to talk about Leeds. No, but um, I suppose we have to. Um, yes. Some optimism after the performance against Wakefield, certainly the first quarter when they went 20 nil up um, and looked very, very good in difficult conditions. Um, 30 nil up at half time, but Wakefield came back at them in the second half, um, scored 18 points to um, to four. And then Leeds against Hull was just an absolutely dreadful performance. It wasn't a particularly strong Hull team, though Hull played well. Um, the visitors were without both their first choice of backs and had a lot of influential players missing. Um, but Leeds just weren't in the game, beaten 31-8, all the points coming in the last five minutes after they'd gone 31-0 behind. And the scoreline flattered them. It was as bad a performance at Headingley as I can remember in the, the Super League era, just lacking in in really every facet of the game. Um 
very worrying for from a Leeds point of view. They were booed off by the fans at the end of the match. That's four defeats from five. They've lost all their three home games so far this season. And um, you have to say it's a huge game at Salford on Friday. Were they to lose there, then I think serious questions are going to be asked about um, coach Richard Agar and his playing squad. Um, there's no excuses, really. They are missing some players through injury or suspension, but um, the squad they've got should be good enough to pick up results um, despite that. And they're just not they're just not playing well. Um, I understand that um, the squad themselves were taken very much by surprise, or the coaching staff were taken by surprise by the performance last week. Um, they trained well, looked good in training, apparently, but just right from the off, they weren't at the races. Um, they tend to beat Salford. It's not the worst team for them to be playing at this at this time of the year when they're desperate for a win. But um, Salford are also struggling. But Leeds won't beat anybody playing the way they did last week. They need a massive improvement. Um, just in all aspects of the game, the, the halfbacks are going to have to make sure the uh, three quarters see more of the ball, which they're not doing at the moment. The pack are going to have to try and get on the front foot. There's very little go forward from Leeds in recent games. Um, and say it's, it's if you're a Rhinos, um, a Rhinos fan, a worrying time. And were they to lose to Salford, um, the, the top. Six would already, I think, be looking um, looking like a tall order. They were in a similar position this time last year and managed to finish fifth. So it's not um, the season not gone from them yet, but they can't afford too many defeats. Certainly not in the next few matches. No, I bumped into an old friend of mine uh, on Friday, Kevin Harkin, who I've mentioned on here before. We used to play for Hull and Wakefield Trinity back in the day, and Kevin's a big. Rugby league man, obviously, still, but also a big Leeds United fan. And he said, did you see that last night, Rich? And he shook his head. And I didn't know whether he meant the Rhinos or Leeds United because both teams were at home on the same night, weren't they? And they were both equally as dreadful in the football and rugby league. And I said, well, I did see United. And I caught up with the Rhinos later on, obviously, via your match report that night. And then, again, seeing the highlights of the game. And uh, as you say... I, it certainly came as a surprise to me. Purely, I mean, Hull have been a bit hit and miss this season, haven't they? And I mean, Leeds were in complete control against Wake until they took the foot off the accelerator. But even then, they had more than enough to get home. And uh, I just didn't see that result coming at all. I, I assumed after the Wakefield game that, you know, that were, Leeds would then kick on and um, kept getting the score updates through on my iPad. And it was just you know, nil whatever, nil 24 and got up to nil 30 or whatever and 31 and then Leeds got a couple of late tries. But, you know, I, I really didn't see that one coming at all. And as he says, as a neutral and someone who follows rugby league, very surprising and, and also worrying for the club after you know, certainly plenty of talk pre-season, wasn't there, about the, the new players and the new squad. And, you know, after a couple of maybe poor, shall we say, by Leeds' as very high-standard years. You know, that this was expected to be a year when they, they got back among the leading pack, wasn't it, back at the business end and, and had a sustained challenge from the start of the season. 
Um, and obviously, it's not working out like that at the moment, um, d despite the, the changes. You know, like everybody else, they've, they've had players missing with injury and suspension, but you know, you would expect a better performance than that from Leeds at Headingley against any team, and, and especially Hull, where really on paper you'd say they're probably two evenly matched teams, aren't they? So, um, as you say, Salford, we've spoken again a few times in the past about the sort of sign or hex that Leeds seem to have over Salford, don't they? They seem to be there their team so maybe they're coming at just the right time for the Rhinos and I'm sure yeah. if they get a decent win there on Friday night then you know people will soon forget about the whole game but if they don't or they struggle then I'm, I'm sure the voices outside the cramp will grow louder so it'll be one I'll be certainly keeping a close eye on this week yeah yeah um, of course as we mentioned the cup draw has been um, has been made this week uh, I think there's some intriguing ties. Yeah, yeah. In the, the the pick of the round is obviously Leeds against Castleford, which will be one of the um, TV picks for the BBC. They've chosen that for the Saturday afternoon fixture on BBC Two. Um, they've also in, interestingly chosen Barrow against Huddersfield for their BBC Sunday game, which I think is is yeah. good. It's a, certainly different for um, for the BBC and. Um, Barrow going well in the championship. They've played 4-1-4. Um, Huddersfield have only lost one in Super League. They're second in Super League, so that should be um, should be a good tie. Um, Hulkair at home to Lee. That is a, a tie that seems to crop up quite often, actually. Yeah. Um, I was there the, the last game before COVID two years ago and Hulkair um, won it on the last play of the match um, it'll be a tough game for Hulkair I think Lee will fancy their chances of an upset there um, Featherston tough for them I think they'd have fancied the chances against any Super League club at home but they've got sort of the booby prize of a, a trip to the south of France to play Catalans which is a long trip Um it's expensive, obviously. It's not easy for the fans to get to and term, and they're probably not going to win it. So it's not not ideal for them, but um, it'll be a good opportunity for them to measure how they are against um, a very good Super League team. Um, but yeah, overall, an interesting um, an interesting draw. We're guaranteed one of the teams from our patch into the quarterfinals, which is obviously a good thing. Um, Warrington... I've already mentioned um, our hosting Wakefield for the second successive week. Um, be tough for Wakey to go there two weeks um, weeks running, but Warrington have looked uh, a little bit vulnerable last couple of weeks. Had a poor home defeat against Catalans and um, were hammered by Saints last week. So maybe Wakefield can catch them um, catch them on a, a bad day and at a time when they're just struggling for a little bit of confidence and it would be good to see uh, Wakey go all the way this year to Tottenham. Of course, everyone thinks it's the road yeah. to Wembley, but the, the final's been staged at the new Spurs Stadium this uh, this season in May, um, which I think adds a little bit of extra spice to it. It's going to be a unique occasion. It's a one-off. And um, whoever gets there and wins it is going to have a, a unique footnote in rugby league history. So, um, important for the competition this year I think 
Yeah, uh, I, I think it's a great draw too. I, I agree with, with what you've just said. Uh, one of the things I liked, and I think somebody pointed out on Twitter as well, I was reading yesterday, that it was good that some of the championship clubs actually got home ties against against big guns, you know, Barrow, Barrow as you say, against Huddersfield, Sheffield and on to Hull. Uh, Saints going up to Whitehaven, that's a, a nice shot in the arm for, for Haven. And and then you say uh, Lee might Chris Chester Derby there a bit of a derby for uh, our old friend Chris uh, taking his new club to one of his former clubs. So well, yeah, of course, yeah, lots about that. Yeah, Chris now on the uh, the backroom staff at Lee and doing very well there. So they've you know again some interest there and and I think a good good chance maybe of catching Hull K on the day. Uh, as you say, Fed have been a bit unlucky there. Join Catalans. I agree with you. I think if they got a Pretty much any, shall we say, lower end Super League club at, at Post Office Road that are giving them a right game. Um, but I think it will be tough for them going over there. And probably from their point of view, promotion is, is the key this year. But I think they don't want to say they wouldn't give it a go away from home. But I think they would have a, had a better chance if they'd been at home. Uh, and as you say, Leeds and Cass, all the rivalry and... All the old games will come flooding back when that one's played. So I think that's a cracking tie. Uh, Wakey, <laughs> say every year I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Wakey get to Wembley or Tottenham or Edinburgh or Cardiff or wherever it's being played. <laughs> but, but they never do. But uh, again, they might have a warm up in the league and then uh, catch Warrington called the week after they've been a bit hit and miss in the early stage of the season too, haven't they? So why shouldn't Wakey? Pull off a cup shock. Uh, There's certainly nothing to lose, have they? And uh, it'd be nice to see some different teams through to the later stages of the competition. And as you say, we were speaking the other week, the Tottenham ground looks, I haven't been yet, but from people who have and from what I've seen on the TV, it looks absolutely superb. Obviously, one of the best sporting stadium in the world in any sport, never mind football. And uh, as you say, a real added incentive this year for whoever gets to the final to, to play there and obviously for their fans and, and the neutrals to go to uh, you know should be a, it should be a cracking day out when it comes around so i think on that note peter we'll uh, we'll leave it for this week and um, thanks again for all your comments as usual and your insight good luck to our three teams this weekend hopefully can we be talking about three wins at least the next time we get together and for now, just to remind you, you can get the very latest rugby league news from Peter's Twitter handle at Peter Smith YEP, or my own at Richard Byron YEP, or the Yorkshire Evening Post at YEP Sports Desk and the Yorkshire Post at YP Sport for all your latest rugby league news and all your sports news and news in general. Um, we try to be here every week, and you can always get our show via the two websites and via Twitter too. So keep an eye out for those and obviously if you have any comments or questions or anything you'd like to say you're more than welcome to get in touch with us too but for now we'll leave it there and thanks again for listening and we'll be back soon